Hello, and welcome to the Convos with Kayla podcast. On this podcast, I will be sharing what God has been teaching me lately while also featuring guests on the show. This is a relaxed place to feel like you're having a cup of coffee or tea and talking about Christian lifestyle with vulnerability, challenging ourselves on our beliefs and actions as believers of Jesus, growing deeper in scripture, sharing testimonies of God's faithfulness, and exploring how we can grow deeper in love with our King while living for His glory. Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, I'm super excited because I actually have a account that I've been following for a few months now that have actually been really encouraging to me. Um, and I always tell friends, I'm like, okay, I'm going to you know, tell you about this Instagram account, um, but they do talk about sex a lot. So if that's a trigger for you or you know, if that's hard to, <laughs> yeah. to follow mm-hmm. along, like just, you know, giving that little heads up, but I, I've talked to several of my married friends and single friends and it's been so encouraging to them. So anyway, I'll talk more about that in a second, but, um, yeah, I just want to welcome my new friend, my sister here and, uh, just thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Kayla. It's so nice. It's lovely to be able to like come on other platforms and share and say hi to different people who maybe haven't heard about us yet, which is awesome. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, we were talking about this before the podcast, but I was like, I'm just going to let you say your name because I was already butchering <laughs> it. So, um, yeah. but as we go yeah. into that, I will just let mm-hmm. you completely take over and introduce yourself. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So my name is Alana and I am a co-host over on the Kingdom Sexuality podcast. And so we put out episodes weekly talking about sex, yeah. <laughs> God, sex, how they mesh, where they belong. Does God belong in the bedroom? How does that work? How do couples navigate marriage and sexuality and intimacy in a way that's beautiful and holy and the way God designed it to be? Mm. So, yeah, so I do that kind of basically full-time, I guess. Not really, but it takes up a lot of a lot of our time and it's really, really great. So yeah, but I'm also a, a wife and a mother of two kids. And um, yeah, so life is full, but it's, it's really beautiful and really nice. That's awesome. So, yeah. And we were just saying too, that you're from BC, Canada, which you're actually my yes. first bc I guess, if you will. So yeah, um, yeah, I've had a few Albertans. I don't even know if I'm saying all these right, but um, yes, yeah. yes, you are. Yep. So I've, <laughs> I've had a few people from Alberta, but um no, yeah. no one from BC. So this is awesome. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but your account, Kingdom Sexuality, love, love, love what you guys are doing on it. Um, and I mean, we'll, we'll talk more about purity culture and all that in a second. But um, I would love to hear just kind of what started this account. Like what's the, uh-huh. I mean, you kind of already talked about the mission behind it. But yeah, what, how do you guys start this? And where are you now? Uh-huh. And what's kind of like your goal with moving forward? Yeah. Okay. So back in 2019, I had had my son, Theo, and in that stage of, you know, you're recovering after having a baby and you can't be intimate because everything's healing down there. Mm. And during that time, I, I don't know if it started before that. I feel like it was actually after he was born and I started like, okay, how can we make our sex life even better Mm. going like afterwards? Once we can have sex again, like how can we make it awesome and just like next level And I was just digging into resources and I was like a sponge to everything, (laughs) even the months following, like I was just trying to find as much information as I could. 
uh, Christian, non-Christian, there wasn't a lot of Christian resources mm-hmm. for this specific topic. At least none that I found. Like now that I'm in this, I'm like, holy cow, there's so many other amazing podcasts who do this exact topic. Yeah. I could not find them back then. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was all just a part of God's plan. But either way, that was like a huge passion point for me. And, you know, it was like all of 2019, I had just been like praying about it and just like feeling this pull in my heart. I'm like, where, where is this for me? Like, do I get involved in my church? Do I, you know do something on my own. Like I had thought about, okay, my, one of my friends was like, Oh, you need to start a podcast. And I was like, I am not starting a podcast all by myself <laughs> talking about sex. So like, what does that even look like? I was so intimidated. I just had no idea. Um, my friend Paris would come to my mind every now and then we didn't even live in the same town. We knew each other as kids and she lived in Alberta and I live here in British Columbia. So I was like, you know, that's kind of random. <laughs> So then May of 2020, it's like a year later after me having all these heart, you know, longings for this topic and talking about it with my friends and whatever, Paris messaged me on Instagram. She's like, hey, like intimacy and stuff has really been kind of on my heart and you keep coming to my mind. Like I've been like wanting to maybe do something with our Instagram accounts. Maybe we can like talk about this sometimes on like our Instagram. I don't know. And so we set up a Zoom call and planned and talked and we're like, okay, I think this is a podcast and just started it up from there. <laughs> wow. Come on. That's awesome. I know. <laughs> That's kind of when you know, you're like, okay, Lord, this is a little yeah. creepy, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Super yeah. cool. And there's no denying it, right? Where you're like, obviously like Holy Spirit has just orchestrated this whole thing and just, you know, cross the T's, dot mm-hmm. up the I's exactly where they needed to like meld our paths together. And yeah. Yeah. So it was very cool. So, okay. So to further talk on that, so where we are now. So, um, along the way, Paris had a bunch of family stuff going on. I had my second child, Ellis. And so life was really busy for both of us. And so we're like, you know, we switched to being biweekly, putting out episodes. We're like trying to accommodate and we brought on another team member. So Rusty was a part of the team, which was amazing. But then she also has seven kids and she homeschools them all. So it was like, it was just a bit much. And so, okay. Then a couple of months later, it was back to just Paris and I, which was great. And then we're like, okay, well, we have some content we would love to share for men. It's like, how do we do that? So I was like, okay, well, how about on Thursdays, we have a day dedicated to, we share content specifically for men mm. just to reach some of these men who've also asked questions and things like that. So we put it out there into the world. Thursday was going to be men day. And we get a message from Kyle. We're like, oh, that's bizarre. This guy reaches out and he's like, hey, like, I'm actually also really passionate about this. If you ever want a guy on the team to, you know, help out and give a perspective, like, I'd love to. Like, wow, that's amazing timing. So we had a chat with him and it was like amazing. And Kyle was great. So we brought Kyle on the team. A couple months later, Paris ended up having too much, you know, on the go in her own life. So she was like, I just got to step back. We're like, okay, like that's awesome. Family is first always. It kind of has just been, you know, through this whole thing. It's just like whatever your family needs, like that's what we'll accommodate to right now because, you know, that's number one. And so, yeah, so now it's just Kyle and I. So that's where we are currently. And so that's where the team has morphed and grown. And so, yeah, it's been really, really good though. I love that. Wow. 
And it, it really is cool to see because I know I'm a relatively new follower, but um, it is cool to see how God has, you know, totally been shifting you all to, you know, just totally uh-huh. be walking out in obedience to this kingdom work is really what it is. And um, for God to bring Kyle along, and it's just like, I really, really see God blessing you guys in the work of your hands with, you know, following him and trusting him with this. And um, I know it can be discouraging sometimes posting on social media. Everyone has their own difference of opinions and past hurts and scripture, you know, whatever, um, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure you guys have experienced a handful. But um, just want to encourage you and and Kyle, if he listens to this too, but um, that you guys really are doing amazing work. And I'm someone, Mm -hmm. even though I'm I'm still single, you know, not even married, but Mm -hmm. um, it really, really has blessed me and encouraged me. So, yeah, keep Mm -hmm. up the great work. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Kayla. Of yeah, course. no, it's good. Those There are those messages and those comments, and they do like, kind of nag at your heart, and they weigh you down a bit. So, yeah, it's it's nice when the encouragements come and the positive messages and the things like that, because you're like, oh, okay, right, this is for a reason. People actually care about this. They would be sad if this was gone. Like, okay, hey, this has purpose. This exactly. has a function here. So, right. yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course, yeah. So, um a little background in my life, just a, a very, very small taste of it. Um, grew uh-huh. up in a Christian home and um, have loving parents who, you know, love Jesus so much. But um, I was one of the people who was growing up in purity culture, read all the purity type uh-huh. books. We followed along the Duggars and we're like, okay, courtship is the way to go. Um, you know, right. read the I Kiss Dating Goodbye by Joshua Harris, you know, all that. Yeah. Um, and so then we were a part of a ministry group that actually was like, ah, no, we're going to do betrothal, actually. And so that was a quite different turn of like, okay, no talking to the opposite gender. And if someone is interested in you, they'll go to your dad. And anyway, there's a whole spiel I could go on that. But um, that kind of gives you the background a little bit of where I'm coming from and growing up years. Now I'm totally on board for dating 100% and um, all of that. But growing up in a home where... I mean, my parents are open to, you know, talking about sex and whatever, but it was never like, okay, like, I feel like this complete, like, freedom to talk about it with my parents. Like, it uh-huh. really was that awkward embarrassment, like, okay, like, we're going to leave that there because all you hear at church or um, other ministries or, you know, just growing up, like, a lot of people, and even if you're not in the purity culture, you hear, like, no, 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 it's bad, and, uh-uh. you know, stay away from it, or you could get these yeah. diseases, you could get pregnant, you know, all these things, and um, yeah. and then it's, like, once you get married, it's, like, okay, like, have at it, like, do all you want, and so, yeah, I guess my question is just for those who have grown up like me or who just have grown up in the church in general, like, how would you, I don't know, how would you switch from sex is dirty, stay away from it, but then once you're married, like, boom, it's beautiful. Like, how would you switch from those two different mindsets to, like, a healthier view on sex? Yeah, I think I think purity culture was so well-intentioned. Like, I think, you know, obviously it was just, like, parents who were just so scared that their kids were going to mess up. And, I mean, we're all human. We we all mess up. Like, it's it's true. But, yeah, I think it's difficult. And I... Yeah, I was I was the same way. I got married and I just was like, okay, like this is going to work. It's going to be perfect. This will be our reward for not having sex before we were married. And now it'll be awesome. It'll be easy. Mm. When you get married, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Why isn't this like it is in the movies? Mm. Why isn't it like I expected or, you know? So I think part of it is 
really a mindset shift. And I think it takes time, which is like the most annoying answer. (laughs) But I think it's one of those things where you just need to realize that you have had these thoughts that have been coming to your mind and they have been shaping your view on sex. Mm. I think it wasn't until like later in my marriage, like years in where I had a friend who was like, I feel like I'm still working through shame. Mm. And I was like, wait a minute. Could I also still be like struggling with shame Mm. where you just, you realize that all these thoughts that you've had are somehow still lingering in your brain and you're like subconsciously feeling them still, even though you're like, no, no, I, I know sex is fine now. I know it's good, but how do I get that into my brain and into my heart of hearts to like fully understand and fully embrace who you are as a sexual person? Mm which is something I think even single people, you know, to an extent need to em- like embrace who they are and understand that they are a sexual person because those things don't just all of a sudden, as we all know, <laughs> single or married, you know, even when you are single, you, you have those, those thoughts and those urges or those, you know, but so I think to, to realize that God has placed them there for a reason and God has a plan. And, you know, the ultimate form of intimacy is to be intimate with him, right? To have mm. that beautiful heart connection. You know, you've heard probably intimacy, like into me, you see, mm. right? Where you have God looking into you and you looking into him and it's just like this beautiful thing. And so I think, you know, you get into marriage and it's just another form of, okay, how can I, I think it just requires a lot of prayer too. To be like, okay, Lord, how can I be putting off these thoughts and like, show me where they are show me where I pick them up and let's replace them with like, what do you intend my marriage to be? And how can I make this something that's flourishing and really, really good? It's like peeling off layers of an onion almost. Yeah. <laughs> like you'll get some off and you'll be like, Oh, okay, good. This is great. And you're like, Oh, wait, there's more, like <laughs> more of this, like, you know, purity culture, PTSD, where mm-hmm. you're like, Oh no, it's okay to initiate sex with my husband or to make out and to, you know, whatever it is, like where you have all these reservations and you're you're held back where you don't have to. Mm -hmm. And I think just giving yourself the freedom and the permission to be a married person. And like, I think that's difficult. And I think, I think the church is starting to maybe do a bit better. Like, obviously it just kind of depends where you are and the people you're around and whatnot. But um, I, I, I'm hoping, I'm hopeful that they're kind of realizing, especially coming out of the purity culture movement, because now like those people who kind of came out of that are probably in the church, right? And they're like, oh, wait a second, how can we switch this mm. for like the next generation? So hopefully that's happening. Yeah, I I think it is slowly but surely. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I definitely feel like it is. And, you know, I, I love that you said that of like, intimacy really is that beautiful picture of the intimacy that we have with Christ. And I mean, really, Uh that's a picture of marriage, you know, is is Christ Uh in the church. And, um, you know, I I personally have never thought about that as that intimacy is supposed to be that reflection of that intimacy that we do have with Christ. And even you Uh saying that, I'm like, oh, wow, that's, it's convicting to me, because I'm like, that should be, I almost feel like our desire to switch these thoughts of, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And it's a thing that God created within marriage and not Uh to look at it as dirty and shameful. Um, Uh And so I feel very convicted to change my thoughts in regards to that, 
because of, of not being like, okay, I need to change my thoughts, you know, like, come on, uh-huh. Kayla, get yourself together. But in the uh-huh. sense of like, this is a beautiful picture of the intimacy uh-huh. we get to have with God. And that is such a blessing. Yeah. And so I, uh-huh. I appreciate just for myself, like for you sharing that uh-huh. as super convicting. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's a, it's an interesting topic that I know for myself, I like feeling prepared. Um, and even, yeah. you know, being in the place of, okay, I don't know for sure if I'll get married someday. Like only God knows that, of course. Um, my desire is to, but I don't know. Uh-huh. Only God's in control in that sense. Um, and so I still, I'm the type of person that still wants to be in a place of like, okay, like I want to feel prepared, you know, if that does happen yeah. kind of thing. So I'm not like blindsided. Um, but I also yeah. do want to heal from these areas in my life and not bring that baggage into a future marriage. Um, and so I know a lot of people I'm sure also have that heart and maybe is why they're, you know, starting to look up things online to educate themselves or to, to read in books. Or, um, I feel like sometimes it's easier to talk to your friends about it than necessarily your mom or your dad or whoever. Um, but sometimes at least it did for me, it can lead down to a path that you don't want to go down. Um, for me, I was very intrusive thoughts. It also, that's part of the reason what led me down to pornography. Um, and Uh I've talked about that on the podcast before. So I just Uh love to hear your thoughts on like how to help people Uh as a single person dating, whatever, how to prepare for that stage of your life, but also make sure you're not crossing the line into pornography, intrusive thoughts, you know, those type things. Right. Yeah. Um, I think probably one of the easiest ways or like most intentional ways to make sure your heart's in the right place as a single person, you're preparing your thinking is to be in prayer about it, Mm. where you're, you're bringing those, you know, sharing your longings, your desires to the Lord. And more than that, I think too, would be awesome. It's like ideal to find someone who can mentor you in this area, whether it's someone who is like, you know, older than you, who's also single, who can understand, you know, what you're going through, the longings, the desires, but can also encourage you or like, you know, check you on things because they are in the same place. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I think it is good still though, to have, you know, conversations with friends, but I think, yeah, to, if you're, to making sure that your heart's in the right place with it and your mind is set on things above, right? Um, I think being intentional, okay, you know, Lord, I thank you for my future relationship. I put this in your hands. I trust you. I trust your plans for my future, right? Like, like you were already saying, you know, um, so yeah, I think that's probably something that would be really, really important and to have friends who you know, who are also praying for you and praying for your future marriage and having people around you to support you in that, I think is Mm. something that could be really huge yeah that's really good yeah I'm all about mentorship and and Mm, having mm -hmm. a body surround you in that and keeping you accountable so yeah Yeah. I I appreciate that answer for sure yeah so I've had several conversations with all sorts of people in different stages of life you know people who um, who have had sex before marriage um, people who maybe they made out with their boyfriend or girlfriend once or a few times or or uh-huh. people who, in the sense, try to get as close to the line as they could without crossing the boundary into having uh-huh. sex with each other. And honestly, there's just so much shame that can come from those places. Even the simple oh, yeah. one of, oh, I kissed my boyfriend once or twice and I still feel so much shame. So 
Um, yeah, I just kind of want to talk about that for a second is how would you yeah. encourage those people who maybe have crossed those, those boundaries, those lines, whatever, how would you uh-huh. encourage them to not live in this place of shame, to live in that freedom and forgiveness and grace we have in Christ? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is a big one. Like I, I've totally been there, right? Where you, you set up the boundaries, you cross them, you feel like a total failure. Um, but I know it's so beautiful to remember that God is a redeemer mm. and not, not that that means, okay, perfect. Now, whenever we want to cross our boundaries, we can, cause God will forgive us. <laughs> so we can just screw up whenever and it's totally fine. There needs to be repentance there. Um, you know, which is turning the opposite direction from the way you were going. Right. Um, so yeah, I think it's a beautiful choice we have to, to live and, you know, choose repentance and, and freedom from that, or else you can totally get sucked down in the shame. Mm-hmm. Where if it's something you've you've brought to the cross and he's taken away, you don't need to hold on to it anymore. Mm. You don't need to stay there. You're like, okay, I trust that you've taken this and it's like, I don't need it anymore. So I, this shame can come off of me right now mm. in Jesus' name and I, you know, it's gone. And what a, what a blessing. So I think this shame can really hold us back in bondage if we let it. So I, I think this too would require prayer which I feel like I've just been talking about a bunch, but um, <laughs> it's huge and it has so much power. And so I think it's something you can be doing all the time. It's like when you feel that shame or that whatever it is, it's just like nagging at your heart. You're like, okay, Lord, thank you that I already brought this to the cross and I don't need to feel this anymore. Thank you for setting me free from this. So, mm-hmm. um, and also I feel like this is another way where it'd be really great to have people around you. So, so for like those who are in dating relationships and they're having a hard time with it, um, you can really like be proactive about it, right? So like lines get crossed when you're behind closed doors, don't close doors, mm. you know? Um, and it's interesting. Like, um, I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast or uh, we had it, we did it in our stories once asking people what was helpful for them when they were in a dating relationship. And so many people were like, we had mentors and it was a game changer. So mm. 10 out of 10 cannot like recommend it enough. And I've already talked about this too, but having people around you who can check in with you, double date with you, Mm. you know, things like that is like amazing and a game changer to someone to like speak into your life. You're like, Hey, how are you guys doing? Mm. And you actually give an honest response. Mm. Hey, things are really hard. Like, you know, we just want to go all the way all the time. You know, it's okay. What's our plan? Like how, like what's, what's your plan? Like, you don't have a plan, you're going to fail. So set yourself up for success. Mm. And I think also a helpful mindset shift is instead of thinking, okay, how close to the line can we get? Like, how can we tow it? You know, how can we like almost do whatever we want to do, but not do it (laughs) instead of thinking, okay, how can we be glorifying the Lord through our relationship? Mm. Like completely switch, you know, instead of thinking, because the more you think about the boundaries, the more you're going to want to bump up against the boundaries. Mm-hmm. So instead of like focusing on the boundaries, focus on the Lord. Okay, how is our relationship, you know, doing something for the kingdom of God right now? How can we in our relationship be mentoring other people around us? Is that, you know, like I think if you just switch, and we can easily become so inward focused in our relationships, especially when they're new and shiny and you just want to be together all the time. Like I get it. But I think, you know, how can I had a a friend who was saying the other day, she was like, you know what? Um, She loved to think about it as like, how can I be 
intentional about loving my brother or my sister in Christ well, you know, Mm -hmm. because ultimately this person is a child of God, right? So, you know, their father-in-law, like your father-in-law, your future father-in-law, whatever is watching (laughs) as in like God, but like to think about it as that, okay, this is a person who is, you know, God's person. Mm -hmm. So I think it's another way to and like, I mean, honestly, no matter how far you've gone or not gone, whatever it is, nothing is beyond God's redemption. And mm-hmm. so it's also a, you know, you can do this. You're redeemed. It's washed clean. If you've, you know, brought it to the cross, mm-hmm. turn the other way, it's, yeah. it's gone. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And I, I know it is so difficult, but like you said, like living in that place of, okay, I am redeemed and Uh Jesus does forgive me. I have brought these things to him and his Uh blood has washed me white as snow. Like Uh honestly, it takes it really mental practice to do it again and again Uh and again. And I think that's part of, you know, taking your thoughts captive as well in that. Um, Like you said, just remembering that grace, remembering redemption, but also setting yourself up for success. Have those mentors. Uh Don't close the door if that's a struggle for you guys, you know, things like that. So yeah, yeah, it was really great. So yeah, so my friend was just asking, like, as a single person who desires to have a family, um, Uh how do you deal with those longings? And the place she's coming at is, um, hearing all the time of, well, just give it to God, let, let go of control, uh-huh. just trust him. But she's like, yeah, but that's much easier said than done. So if uh-huh. you have any recommendations for that type person with those uh-huh. longings, what would you say? I would say seek out, hmm, I think, seek out people around you where you can still love on, I mean, obviously, I think we never stop having longings, whether you're single, you want to be married, you want to have a family, you know, I know women who are married, but they want kids, and it's just not happening yet, Mm -hmm. right? Like, in different stages, we have different longings. And so I think this is another thing where I think, I know, it's hard, because you want to just be like, well, you give it to God, and you know, he'll supply what you need. But when you're in the thick of it, and your heart is yearning and longing, and you feel you know, discouraged, that's, that's really tough. And I think that's when you need to make sure you have someone like in the cave with you, Mm -hmm. you have someone who you can talk to about it and and tell all the crummy stuff that's going on. You're like, Hey, this is really hard. I think that's something we all in different stages struggle with, you know, with different longings. And so how are you in the stage you're at? How are you, you know, managing what you've got like where you are like how can you I mean it's it's so crummy but how can you look at the situation where you are and you're like okay how can I be blessing those around me and maybe they're not my biological family maybe these are not my kids right but how can I be loving on other people's kids around me right now mm-hmm. like how can I be pouring into other relationships or preparing myself for when I do have kids or when I am married or things like that like I think there are other steps where you can I mean, it's not going to satisfy the longing for wanting to have a family, but I think just being a steward of what you've got where you are and trusting that, okay, I'm going to steward where I am well, and I'm going to do this part really well so that I am so prepared for the next step when it comes. Mm. Yeah. 
That's that's really good advice, actually. And I've never really heard, I'm sure it's out there, but I've never really heard someone encourage it um, with those longings to approach it in that way. Because, I mean, honestly, it, it goes to a singleness of, okay, if you have these deep longings of wanting to be married or, you know, just be in a relationship, like, make the, the most of your time as a single person, you know, like lead girls in a Bible study or, you know, it, there are many options uh-huh. and many people talk uh-huh. about what you can do to make your singleness like worth it in that time. But, um, as with wanting a family, like that is just, I really appreciate that answer of, yeah, plug yourself in with those people. So yeah, uh-huh. that's really good. So we did just touch a little bit, um, in the beginning of, yeah, just people turning to the internet, books, um, even friends for, for that information. But um, it would be really, really cool to talk about just this silence that we have had in regards to uh, just sex and, yeah, these longings that people have in the church. And honestly, like, I'm very, very passionate about speaking up on things that sometimes can seem a little uh, too far. Like, I'm a very black and white personality. Um, uh-huh. And so... Yeah, I think it really would be good for us to talk about this silence within the church and and these religious groups. Like, what are these negative consequences of this silence? Mm -hmm. I think because someone's going to teach you something, right? Like, if it's not the church who's giving you information on sex, you're going to get it somewhere else. Yeah. And so I think if you're... I think the negative consequence of the silence is that you're getting a really skewed image of what sex should be. Um, you're watching the movies and the rom-coms, the couple have sex, they kiss and they roll over. Mm. Right. Everyone gets an orgasm. They all roll over and go to sleep. In case no one's told you, this is not accurate. This is not how that works. Like, <laughs> not, you know, what? there's like, you know, so many different steps that it's like, this is not accurate. Okay. Well, you know, who's initiating the sex? Does it, does everyone, does everyone want the sex? Okay. Mm. No, not maybe not tonight. You know, does everyone have an orgasm? Does everyone know how, like, do like, that's another whole, we could talk about that to you another day, but like orgasms for women can be a huge struggle. Mm. I think, was it, um, Sheila Regoire talks about like the orgasm gap compared mm. like to the percentage of women who are not having an orgasm with sex, mm. things like that. But you know, in the movies, you'd never know that. Um, movies don't tell you to pee after you have sex, things like that. Just little little details. No one knows. So, um, I think we need the church to show up and say, Hey, even though you wait and you don't have sex, that doesn't mean you get a free pass and it's going to be instantly amazing. Mm. This will still like any other skill take time. It will take effort. You'll have to practice (laughs) to get better at it. It's like you put on skates. Will you know how to skate? No, Mm. you will fall. You will have a hard time. You will get a cramp. (laughs) No different. (laughs) Like you try it and it's not, it's not like it is in the movies and the internet and the porn. It doesn't show us the hard parts about sex and the, you know, the learning each other's bodies, learning what feels good, learning what doesn't feel good Mm. stuff that especially going through purity culture, you're taught not to know, like, I know getting married and I just assumed orgasm would just happen because you see, you know, you get married, you have sex and you have an orgasm during that. Mm. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, why isn't this happening? Mm. Oh, because I've, I don't know what actually feels good for me. Mm. I don't, I, I was, you know, you don't look down there, you don't touch down there. So you just get married and you don't know. Mm. 
So I think there's so much for this. And I think, especially with, with purity culture, having such a heavy role in people's lives where it's like, you know, don't kiss before you're married and, or, you know, don't, I kiss dating goodbye. You're getting the purity ring and you know, whatever, um, that then you do get married and you're still hesitant to the advances your spouse is making. Cause you're like, no, this is supposed to be no, but somehow it's supposed to be yes. And so mm-hmm. like we kind of mentioned before, it's like that shame just gets so wrapped up in it. And you're like, uh, how do I, like again, peel back the onion of, <laughs> of this because I think the silence of it leaves us to think, okay, well, if the church isn't talking to me about this, mm. maybe this isn't, you know, God is everywhere else, but he's not in my bedroom. Yeah. He doesn't see what goes on in there because no one else talks about it. How, like, how do you know that sex is this beautiful, holy thing that is, you know, a reflection of Christ's love for his church. Like if no one's telling you that you don't think that you just think it's a duty and you check it off your list and mm. move on with your life. And so I think, yeah, there's a, there's so many negative consequences that come from, from not getting the information or getting it from wrong sources. Cause then you have really skewed expectations to going into your, like, into your marriage, which is really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Come back from. Right. Yeah. You, uh, I don't know. I've had some friends who've gone married who have been quite open about this and which I mm-hmm. really appreciate, but, um, they, you know, they say like that, yeah, they went into it thinking like it was going to be like the movies, like you said, and it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, and it, sometimes it, it was painful or, or they didn't know how to like do things mm-hmm. like going to the bathroom afterwards or, you know, th- simple things like that, that people should be yeah. talking about. And, um, and so, yeah, I, th- I think it's good to come to that reality of like, okay, it's not going to be like Hollywood has set it up as it, mm-hmm. you know, may look like on the movies. Um, but also it's interesting cause you did talk a little bit about this of, you know, um, you come to the marriage bed and just thinking like, I'm pure, like I made it. I was a virgin this mm-hmm. whole time. Like, and in a way, I've heard a lot of people talk about this, and I've seen it in my own heart of thinking, like, okay, I'm the good Christian girl because, like, I've checked off all the boxes. I didn't go too far, you yeah. know, things like that. And mm-hmm. the pride really, really does take over. And so mm. I think you hit it right on the dot of, like, if the church were really to start speaking on that, of being like, hey, yes, this is it, – it's meant to be in the context of marriage. You know, it's not to be before marriage. But let's not put it down and and say it's dirty and shameful and all these things. Mm -hmm. But also on the flip side, let's not put ourselves above everyone and say, okay, I made it and now I'm this perfect holy person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Julie Slattery said it really great in her book, um, God, Sex, and Marriage. It was talking about how, you know, say you have these two relationships, these two like women, for example, and the one girl like, you know, didn't have sex before she was married never kissed anyone or until their wedding day or whatever it is. And then you have this other girl who's, you know, slept around a bunch. She's been in a bunch of different relationships, but now she's found the Lord. She's, you know, asked for forgiveness and, and she's getting married too. And it's like, well, who is more pure? Mm. Right? It's like, this isn't even a thing of like, you know, you can't even, it's just, it's really interesting how we just instantly, this like purity thing of it it's like totally skewed 
you know, how you, you're like, oh, I blew it. I'm not pure anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you, you've heard about the things, right. Where they like pass the rose around and it's like, you pass the rose to the next person, the next person in the, in the church. And then the person at the front's like, you know, this is what it looks like when you're like been touched by so many other people. And now you're unpure and you're falling apart and there's no way this can ever be whole again. Right. Where it's like, oh, that is just so and like, it's just like a heartbreaking way to think about it. These poor women who are like, oh, but wait, what if that's me? So mm-hmm. now I have no hope. And now I can like, well, I guess I can just throw caution to the wind. Cause there's no hope for me now. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's no, I'm on pure already. Like, and it's just like such a sad place. So yes, I think yeah. if the church was like, sex is beautiful. This is a gift. This is amazing. You are going to want this and you are going to want to keep this for your future spouse. Cause when you guys get there, it's going to be so worth it. Mm. It'll take time <laughs> and it'll require practice. But I think, yeah, I think it's hard because I feel like because the church has been so um, silent about it, like they're just so scared because yeah. they are like, okay, well, if we encourage it too much, maybe they'll want to go do it. Mm. But you know, if we don't, you know, I don't know. It's this weird back mm. and forth. So yeah, I think it's, it's a lot of things. Yeah. But yeah. Thank goodness there's, I don't know, God is going to be in the, in the business of redeeming forever. So, Amen. <laughs> so it's good news. Yeah, it is good news, honestly. And I, I think I was listening to a podcast a few days ago and um, they were talking about how it really comes down to also where your heart is at um, because you can be in this place too of, you know, sure, you haven't had sex. Maybe you haven't even kissed a guy or a girl or whatever, you know, before marriage. Um, and yet your heart is in this place of thinking these thoughts or thinking mm-hmm. these things towards your brother and your sister or um, having these images, even turning to the pornography and masturbation. And, and those things are are very, I don't know, they're just, they're not honoring to the Lord in that too. And so just yeah. making sure our hearts are in the right place as well because our hearts are evil. They are impure um, but bringing our hearts before the Lord and be like, okay, Lord, mm-hmm. my heart is yours as well as my body, but my heart is mm-hmm. yours. And what do you want to do with me here? You know? So mm-hmm. yeah, I honestly think if the church spoke more on that too, I think a big difference would happen. So yeah. 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 So I think because the church is well, I should say we're working on it, right? We're we're mm-hmm. working on, on getting to work a better side of things, right? And <laughs> work in progress for sure. And it does take time. Um, you've you've said that even on this podcast that I've appreciated even talking about how transforming your mind from sex is dirty and shameful to okay, it's beautiful. Um, it really does take time and it takes that discipline. Um mm-hmm. but I think we can also be making a difference as well. And I mean you guys have obviously done this on your Instagram and podcast, but how can Christians talk about sex together that is not in a shameful way? And how can we bring light to the subject? How can we encourage one another? But yeah, just not do it within shame. Mm -hmm. I think connecting yourself. So having, say you've got like a small group or you've got a group of friends and you are like, once once you, you know it's a safe place, you got to be mindful of the ears. Like, I think it's one of those things where it can be really easy to wear our hearts on our sleeve and tell everyone our junk. <laughs> but I don't know if that's always the most helpful thing to do. Like, I think we need to be intentional about who we're sharing our stuff with. Married or not married, actually. Mm. So, so say you're not married, though, and you're like wanting to talk about this stuff. I think it starts with, you know, as a single person, 
um, either like you're having this conversation with other singles or people who are married, like that's awesome too. But if you're like, you're sharing, you know, what's hard for you right now or what's, you know, say, I don't know, you're talking to a married person. You're like, you know, what's something you've learned? Like, I think if it's all about posture where you're coming at it from like a heart of, I want to know more. I want to feel prepared. I want to hear your heart on this. I want to hear how you've grown. I want to know your, your struggles, but like how you've overcome these, like what has God's story been in your sex life and how have mm. you grown and learned? And I think, I mean, I guess that's kind of married or not, but, and I think when you're having those conversations, depending obviously on the people around you and if you're married, if you've got the consent of your spouse to be having those conversations, I think it all starts with that obviously, but um, it just, it really, it gets, it starts with actually talking and I, mm. <laughs> it sounds dorky, but <laughs> like, say you're in a group of friends and you're like, Hey, like this has actually been kind of hard for me. Can you guys relate to this or have you experienced that? And how, how did you get over that? If mm. that was an issue for you? So like, say it's like masturbation or looking at porn or something like that, where you have disclosed something that's actually gone in your life. You're like, Hey, like I actually really struggle with this. Does, have you guys ever struggled with and it's, it's really hard being the first person whether you're married or not you're like hey I've never had an orgasm I, mm-hmm. did you guys struggle with that like I think it's all about posture and you're not like and when and hopefully because you're being intentional about who you're talking to they're not gonna be like oh that's super weird <laughs> I don't think that's normal mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's great like we should become like we should pray for you right like not in a way like let's pray about this and let's talk about it and let's, you know, but if it's like, eh, like obviously, like, okay, no, these aren't the right people to talk about this. Right. So I think, um, I think also reading books about sex together can be really great. Mm-hmm. I know Julie Slattery's got, you know, um, uh, God, what is it? Sex and the single girl. Mm-hmm. She's got that book, which I've heard good things about mm-hmm. great sex rescue. Sheila Ray Gregoire, God, sex and marriage. Like there's so many really, really good books, um, to talk about them. And then, I mean, start a book club where you're like, let's just ask some questions about the things. Also, I think for people who are married, what can be really like, you're like, okay, well, what are we even going to talk about? If I want to bring this up with my friends, you know, share like date night ideas or positions that worked or didn't work. You're like, oh my goodness. Like the other day we tried this and it did not work. Did you guys, (laughs) have you guys ever tried that? And it's worked. How did you make it work? Like, Mm. I think, cause it's, it's something that, I feel like people, I know personally going to like my friends, when I would bring this up, it's like, Hey, oh my gosh, it's just been such a dry spell right now. Like things are really hard. We were like back when we were in a season, we were like moving into our house and I had a baby and I was like talking to my friend. It was like, Oh, I feel like it's been ages since we like just connected and we're intimate. And she's like, oh, really? And she's like, spilled open and wanted to talk about this like I wish people talked about this but Mm. no one ever talks about this and I want to and I've had struggles and I and it's like people are just like waiting for someone to open the gate Mm. and talk and so I think to be the person and have the courage to to be the first person to put yourself out there and then the vulnerability will follow and it's like a beautiful domino effect of like oh yes can we talk about that like Mm. and it's it's really really beautiful and I think to me that's not a shameful way to be talking about sex. Like I think, like, I think that's a really beautiful God honoring way where you're trying to keep that in mind. You're not trying to be nosy and like, 
you know, find out someone's details, but it's, mm. it's like, help me, you know, yeah. like having that posture of like, how can we help each other mm. and lift each other up and build each other up in this and mm. in a way that's God honoring. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really think that's beautiful. Just how surrounded that is with communication. And honestly, like whether you are single or whether you are married, like this is the kingdom right here. And that's why I, mm. I love even just the name of y'all's Instagram. Um, but it just, mm-hmm. this, this is the kingdom. So let's talk about it together. And it, mm-hmm. I really do see so much beauty in it. And I see it being honoring to the Lord. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've never even thought about like asking my married friends in that sense of like, yeah, what well, has God taught you through this, you know? And, um, yeah, that's, that's really, really beautiful. So I just appreciate you sharing your, your heart in that. So that's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. yeah. I just know for myself, like I was in a stage at one point in life where I wasn't able to have an orgasm. It was like, you know, five years into our marriage and it just still wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. I remember someone had once said like, you know, oh, it just happens or it doesn't happen. And so I just assumed I was like the not, this doesn't happen for me kind of person. And, and I was with a group of friends and one of the friends was like, yeah, we've been like working on having like multiple orgasms. And I was like, wait a minute, you could have more than one and I'm not even having one. Oh man. I was like, whoa and that was like the same conversation another friend was like oh yeah I think I'm working through shame and I was like whoa mm-hmm. and it's just like things like that where you know I didn't even have to say anything but I got to learn so much about myself and like do some introspection and leave that conversation being like huh mm. well I'm gonna get one then like, <laughs> like cool but it's just yeah it's it's really freeing to be able to have those conversations mm. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And I honestly, I go back to the first question that I asked you and the answer that you gave, um, just basically give yourself grace in that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and know that it does take time because, you know, whether it is you are waiting or trying to figure things out of trying to get that orgasm or, you know, trying different positions or even as a single person, like getting over this shame and, and this fear mm-hmm. of it, like both sides of it, it just takes time and there is grace in that. So yeah. 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 No, that's, that's really good answer. And, um, yeah, I just, once again, I appreciate your heart and I appreciate just even looking on y'all's Instagram here. It's just, you guys have so much joy. Like you can just tell, like there is joy, there's freedom in having sex with your spouse Mm -hmm. and it's fun. Like you guys just, Mm -hmm. you don't approach it in a fearful way of like, okay, like, yeah, we do enjoy it, but we're putting this on the internet. Like, how are we going to talk about this? You know? So, um, yeah, yeah, I just, I appreciate how much joy you guys have in that. It's really beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's funny. I, I just, something just came to my mind. Like I remember I often thought about marriage as like the finish line, right? Especially as a single person, you're like, okay, perfect. Once in there, I'm like, I've made it. Mm. Then it's, it's actually, it's like, okay, well, no, like that's not the finish line. Like now you're it's like, it feels like it in a sense, right? It's like, okay, I've, you've reached this like level up, like not really level up, but you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, you've reached this next stage, but then once you are married, it's like, okay, wait, now I'm at ground zero again. Mm. And like, it's like this whole other like thing where at the end, well, there's like, you'll never, woohoo, I'm, I've made it. We figured it out. Everything is perfect. I mean, mm. there are those seasons, but that's the thing. It's all seasons. So mm. anyways, yeah, I think it's, 
yeah, it's definitely something where I would, I would never, like, I'll never feel qualified to have this podcast. I will never feel like I'm not an expert at it by any means. Like, this is just like, you came, like, we came and we're like, we were passionate about this. We wanted to talk about it. We didn't know if anyone would care to listen or not, but it was like, well, people are having these conversations. Like we wanted to have them with our friends. We wanted to, it's like, mm. let's just have them together and people can listen. There you <laughs> so, go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that. And that's, yeah, I, I just, mm, I want to support my brothers and sisters when they are doing this kingdom work because, you know, it can be, I don't know, just a thing where you do look back on and you're like, okay, I feel kind of alone in this. And um, even for me in this season of life that I'm in, like sometimes singleness can be really tough, you know, and thinking like, Uh okay, well, you even just said it, like, I'll make it once I'm married. Like that's the ultimate Uh gift. And obviously it's not, but it is one of those things that I think it's really beautiful when creators such as yourself are coming on and, and just being like, Hey, let's be raw. Let's be real. And let's be vulnerable. Let's share these moments together and put a mic in front of us. So the whole world can hear yeah. it with us, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah, yeah, just, just once again, you guys are really doing great work. And, um, before we end this podcast, I would love for you to share where people mm-hmm. can find you, where they can find these yeah. reels I'm talking about and podcast episodes and all the links. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you can find us on Instagram at kingdom sexuality, and yeah, that's where we are mostly. You can find our podcast, Kingdom Sexuality, on Apple Podcasts and all the other places you listen to podcasts. And we have a website, KingdomSexualityMinistry.com. And that's where you can find all the links to different things. We have ebooks and all that good stuff. And yeah, it's been nice. good. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, just thanks again. And um, yeah, yeah, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. And everyone, just seriously go check them out. Like, even if you are single, I really just want to suggest it to all my single friends because I'm like, <laughs> guys, it's it's already helped me and I'm not even married. So, <laughs> yeah, mm. just keep up the great work. I'm glad. Glad yeah. to hear it. <laughs> <laughs>